This is Conversation with the Cooks, presented by Husker Sports, a monthly podcast with Nebraska volleyball coach John Cook and former All-American Lauren Cook on this edition of Conversation with the Cooks. Here's my prediction, Lauren, is that when everything does get back, that people are going to even appreciate Nebraska sports even more because when it's taken away, they're going to be craving it. So I just think everybody's going to have a greater appreciation for what we're, what we can do and for Husker sports. Now, here's your host, Lauren Cook. Welcome back to another episode of Conversation with the Cooks. I'm Lauren Cook-West, and across from me is the one and only head volleyball coach, John Cook. And due to the recent events and just everything that's going on right now, this is going to be more of an update. So not our normal podcast where we're going through your favorite confessions and lessons, but we're going to give an update about Nebraska volleyball as a program, you, the girls, where everything's at, what the next steps are, what's happening right now, what's transpired over the last week or two. So I'm going to get right into that if you're ready to go. Let's roll. Okay. So take us through the past really week or two and just give us a detailed explanation of everything that's happened because you guys were in the middle of your sand season, your beach season. You had played a few matches and then you were traveling to Hawaii for spring break in California to play more matches. Uh, And then you were going to go into your spring indoor season and you announced that you were going to play a match in Grand Island. So take us through all of the changes that have happened. Well, it's you know it's interesting the day we're doing this. So basically, if we back up seven days ago, it was a Monday, and Kevin Warren, the Big Ten commissioner, was here to watch our beach match against Ottawa. We had him on the air. We had him on the air. We talked. There was no mention of anything. So that's how fast everything's happened. So basically, seven days ago, everything was good to go. We were planning on leaving for Hawaii this week. And then coming through California, coming back, taking a couple of days off, and then starting our indoor season, we announced our uh, Grand Island match. So that was all good to go. And sold, it sold out. Sold out in four hours. Yeah. So that was awesome. Anyway, I think two days later, we started seeing uh, it was getting pretty bad in California. So we made a call to not come back through California and just go to Hawaii because Hawaii is only has had two cases, very protective. They've got tourists coming in now there, but Hawaii is an island, so I think they're very protective and have done a great job. Same with Taiwan, which is right next to China. So you were just planning on going to Hawaii at yeah. this point. So we started changing our tickets. We were going just to Hawaii. I was actually talking to the girls about the ones that when they flew back, did they want to go home or come back to Lincoln? Because we'd have about three, four days off before we started school. And, because you and, canceled uh, the California part. Yeah. So we were working on that, and then the next day was everything's canceled and the Big Ten shutting everything down and the, and the commissioner was on doing press conferences. The NCAA basketball shut down. I mean, everything started shutting down. Who told you guys to shut down? I mean, was that were you just hearing it on the news? Did Bill well, Luce call you? Did, no, did... I got, I got an e- we got an email. Okay, okay. And then, and then there was a follow-up. But uh, the email was everything shut down. So we've been pretty much getting a couple emails a day from the Big Ten, from the NCAA, from Bill Moose. So that's when things got kind of wild. And then, so we were kind of like, okay, what do we do now? And then when the, and the university actually shut everything down too and started the no more school. And ironically, I had a meeting with Ronnie Green on last Wednesday about something else in the School of Education. We're trying to start a coaching program for our students that want to go into coaching. We should talk about that sometime, but got to 
meet with Ronnie and the, the dean of the School of Education, and it was a great meeting. There's a big need for it. But anyway, at that time, we, we weren't talking about canceling anything. And then it was later that afternoon and then the next day. So finally on Friday, we met with our team at 3 o'clock. Because there's, so there's no school. You guys can't practice. Everything's shut down. Not playing April, any matches. April 6th. Okay. Yeah. So what happened is, and I'm sure people have heard Bill Moose talk about that, is we decided that we wanted to make it so everybody could stay here. Well, that's a great idea, and it is safe here because as much as controlled, there's the medical, the training, trainers, the sports psychologists. I mean, everybody's still here. We can feed them, and they can work out. So. And you didn't want them traveling, right? Yeah, we didn't want them traveling, but they're, you know, so the first thing I did, you know, that night, that Thursday night, I asked you and, and Wendy, okay, if this was Lauren and she was away, five states away and this happened, what would you want? She, Wendy said, I'd want her home. Because you were debating if you keep the girls here or if you let them go home. Yeah. So we had a big team meeting and we let them decide how they wanted to handle it as a team. And they decided that, you know, everybody was probably going to go home or have the option to go home. And we don't know, we still don't know when they can come back. April 6th is just a date to kind of reevaluate where everything's at. So right now we've had about four or five have gone home. Now, the good thing about Nebraska volleyball is we have five of our players, you know, if they go home, they just drive home for the day or, I mean, it's an easy drive home. So that's Jazz, Callie, Emma, uh, Haley, Fallon. They all live close. So, uh, and Maddie's in, you know, go to Des Moines. So it's the other ones that have longer distances. I know as of tonight, a couple of them have left. A couple of the ones are planning on leaving, but they're watching what's happening. Cause so, you know, Lexi's in a real big dilemma because California just started shutting down, going in and out of places in Northern California. If that goes down to San Diego, she may not be able to get out and be stuck. So we talked to them about, you know, this is, you may not be able to get back if you leave. So that's one risk in all this. And, you know, especially if you're flying. Now, if you're driving, probably no problem. But you have to be careful if you go somewhere and you travel, you know, going around your grandparents and older people and you could infect somebody. So we talked about that and they've got to, you know, really do the things that the government is asking and our doctors are telling them, wash your hands. You know, if you feel bad, you know, get away from everybody and all those things. So. We, we had a really good meeting. We talked a lot about it. And like I said, some have left and some are still here. But I think everybody's like trying to figure out what the heck's going on and how to deal with this. The good thing is we don't have school for two weeks. So I always worry about our student athletes struggling in school with all this. And they'll go online classes, which is going to be another big challenge because starting after after the 30th, I think, we go to online classes. Now, some people do great with online classes, and some people do not do well with on online classes. So the good thing here is is that if they're here... Um, <laughs> we, your dog is howling in the background, yeah, your Irish wolfhound, Caden. So there's probably a fox outside the windows out here, <laughs> and he's howling to let everybody know, you know, he's the boss. Oh, okay. So, Anyway, the, the tutors are still going to be here as of now. Now, that could all change if this gets really bad. But they've made a lot of changes. They're, they're, there's only certain places the athletes can go that are staying here. And this is for all sports. And they're disinfecting all that every day. The training table, you just grab it and go. There's no sitting. 
so you ha there has to be, no, I think, groups of 10 or less in the weight room at a time. So they're staggering when if people want to come in and work out when they can come in so they don't have big groups in there. So there's a lot of precautionary stuff going into this. And so, yeah, I, I don't, nobody's ever really had to deal with this and we don't know where it's going. So it's, it's kind of a interesting situation. Have you ever dealt, throughout your coaching career, you've had a long coaching career, is, have you ever dealt with anything similar to this? The only thing that, I, and I told the team this at the beginning of the meeting, the only time I ever felt like this coaching and having to lead a program was when 9-11 happened. And I, I can remember that like it's yesterday. And I re just remember, we didn't know if we were going to play. We didn't know what was going on. Yeah, that was in the fall. Yeah, it was right in, right in the beginning of the 9-11. Yeah. It was yeah. right when we were getting ready to open Big 12 at that time. And we didn't know if we could travel. There were so many things. Some games got canceled. There were so many things up in the air. Nobody really wanted to practice because everybody was just in shock and zombies and just kind of like, what the heck just happened? And that's the way it felt like now. It's like everybody's just kind of like in this daze, like, okay, what's going on? How do I deal with this? And, you know, what's the best thing to do? And, you know, how much risk is there to travel? And, and so it's a complicated thing. But I, like I told them, I said, you, you guys have to, or have to become adults right now. You have to make adult decisions on what you do. We can't control it. We're just telling you, you know, here's, here's the situation. Here's the potential consequences. And so plan A right now is April 6th. If that doesn't work, then plan B would be hopefully we can get everybody back here for pre-session, which would be middle of May. So let me stop you. So when you say plan A is April 6th, are you hoping you can get all the girls back by April 6th, even though you can't practice? I mean, they'll just be here well, going to school? Yeah, if they come back, we'll be able to practice. Oh, you will. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so if that if that falls through and they're not able to come back and you're not able to practice, then, then plan B then is then next plan B would be a, hopefully we get them here mid May and have them here for the summer, which I'm fine with, and I'm I'm starting to think that might be more optimistic for that scenario than April six, and hopefully, and you know, football is going under, under this assumption can, again if this whole thing resolves and you know we can make up the spring practices uh, in. June possibly or July that we missed in the spring and everybody's on a different schedule and I know with football some football teams were almost finished with their spring practices Nebraska had two some volleyball teams were already playing matches we had zero indoor practices so that's going to be interesting and this is opening up a whole new can of worms for so many situations does that concern you having practices in June or July when you have preseason beginning in August and you're you're you know you're going in June and July having some practices when you normally don't practice at that time of year and and then you go into preseason where you're having two a days in August? No, I think it would be great. I think I think we should be allowed to practice in the summer. Basketball can. Both basketball programs they don't they even play till November. We play two and I think soccer too. They need to have longer training periods. Football, you know, starts a week before we do and plays a week after us. So I just think if you can get in the gym, you don't have to work. Maybe you don't go two-a-days and during, you don't feel like you have to go two-a-days in August and space it out more to get them in better conditioning, get your freshmen more ready to play. I mean, everybody in college volleyball plays freshmen, you know, just because of the numbers. So you'd be a chance to get those guys ready to play a little bit better. So, no, I'd be all for it. So did you send the girls home with a workout plan or any volleyball drills that they can do just to keep them in shape and, and keep them in tune with their skills? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, first of all, most gyms are closed. Right. 
So they can't, there's nowhere they're going to, they can go. So Brian came up with a program. Brian committed our strength coach. It's an outdoor program. It's running, jumping, and some body weight stuff. So they could just do it's like burpees, things like that. So they could do it outside somewhere. So I, I think that's the way to go. And like I said, if we, if worst case, we can get them back here by mid-May, I know that gives us 10 weeks to get ready for the season. I'm pretty confident Brian can get those guys ready physically to go, even if we don't do much between now and middle of May. I equate it to a, a, a heavyweight fighter or a boxer or a wrestler. They've got, usually they have about eight weeks to get ready for a fight. Of course, they go into full training mode, diet mode, all that. You know, I think we'd, we'd approach it something like that, which we kind of do every summer anyway. We, we try to make summers really, really important. I'm sure the girls are thrilled about having to do sprints. <laughs> well, they'll like it. I mean, you know, they're used to working out. And when you don't, when you stop like that, your body craves it. And, you know, I don't, you know, I just think, I don't think you feel good when you're working out so hard every day. I mean, they were going, some days, I mean, they were going, I mean, see, two days a week, we're going twice a day, working out hard and then beach. And then we were playing beach. And some, you know, they played four matches in two days down, at, down in Dallas. So these guys like to work out. And I think they might take a little few days off, but they're going to be itching to get back going again. Are you relieved this didn't happen in the fall? Or is this more of a crucial time for this to happen for your program? Yeah, I'm relieved a little bit that it's not in the fall because... With all these spring sports, they're going to have to make a decision. You know, the people that got cheated, are they going to let them come back for another year, which is going to create... You mean seniors? Seniors, yep. yeah. It's going to create major problems because you're going to have overloaded rosters. They have to decide if they're graduating or not. How do they stay eligible if they graduate? Do they start a master's program? You got the freshmen coming in, which is going to blow up the rosters. What do you do about financial aid? Because, you know, when we have seniors leave, we have freshmen taking those scholarships. So now what do you do? And I, I read a thing right now. If you just did that for spring sports, it's going to cost each school a million dollars. And now what's going to make this even more complicated, If let's say that happens. Now you're talking all that extra cost, but you're also looking at a huge loss of revenue from everything that's missing. No spring football game. No NCAA basketball tournament. You know, no spring volleyball game. Look at all the lost revenue that's going to happen. So this is, you know, everybody's going to take a financial hit. Speaking of freshmen, how does this affect your incoming freshmen? Right now, they're all out of school. I just texted with all of them today, and they're all out of school. They're all just hanging out. I told them, that, let's start baking cookies. Are they, are they in a workout program or anything? Can Brian no, give them anything yet? No, they're in their club programs and they do that stuff. But everything's shut down. And, and I know some of them go to gyms and those are shut down. So I just told them bake cookies. So uh, <laughs> one, of our, one of our players sent me pictures of, of cookies she made today. What, so what flavor? They were, straw, they were chocolate chip strawberry. Ooh. Yeah, they're very interesting. Is she going to send you some to ta <laughs> taste test? No, no. <laughs> I just told her she inspired me to bake because it's kind of like you're just hanging out. It's kind of, you know, why not bake? Well, they normally come in about mid-May for pre-season, right? or uh, pre-session. Early, early June. June. Okay. Okay. And so that's still the tentative plan as of now, correct? Right. Right. You're not pushing that back. Right. But, you know, they still have to graduate. So who knows how long graduation is going to be pushed back uh, if they're not in school. Yeah, the schools are closed. Now, I heard some schools are going to go online. But I know at the university, it's a big problem because a lot, you know, what if you have a lab? There's a lot of classes teachers aren't set up to go online. So that's what the two-week delay is right now at the university. 
is to allow the professors to get their classes online. I, I would have a really hard time, I think, with an online class. I'd, I'd rather be there in person. So let's rewind. Most of the team has left Lincoln, and they're, well, unless they live in Lincoln, they are home with their families, correct? The majority of the team. Some have, yeah. No. Okay. When they come back, is there protocol to get tested or just to keep them? Because here's what I'm thinking is, you know, you're letting all these athletes, not just volleyball athletes, go out and, and travel and be with their families and be in bigger, some bigger cities, some smaller cities, and then they come back. And what if someone's infected and then you're infecting the entire university? Absolutely. And I asked that question today at a head coach's meeting. I said, so what if one athlete comes back, goes in the weight room, and that day, you know, 50 people go through the weight room, are we going to have to quarantine? And the answer is yes. So technically, if once athletes do start coming back, there's a chance if, if someone is infected that you guys could be quarantined for even longer. It's a huge risk. That's why I didn't want our players to leave. But, you know, moms want them home. They don't want to sit here for two weeks with nothing to do. It's spring break and they're young. So, uh, you know, it was a really tough decision for them to make. But we gave them gloves. We talked to them about the sanitizer, you know, all the things to try to stay safe, if, whether they're flying, driving, wherever they're going. Let me ask you this from a father perspective. If I was, say, still at UCLA and this was all going on, would you want me home or would you want me to stay out there? It wouldn't matter what I thought because your mom would overrule. <laughs> okay, but I'm asking you here on the podcast, you can voice your opinion. What would, you, what would you prefer as a parent? Not as a coach, but as a parent. I would probably want you to stay, but mom would want you here, as she already said. And that's when I, you know, when she said that, it, it, did she, she didn't even hesitate. Was, right. I'd want her back here. And I can see where moms would want that. You should have just FaceTimed all the moms or done a, a, Skype, a big Skype call and asked them all for their opinions. <laughs> I actually, uh, Bill Moose asked us today if we had reached out to the parents yet. And I did on uh, Friday, Friday night. I sent them all email explaining all this, what our feelings were, and, you know, so they could all be a part of the process and making decisions. Did anyone they, again, respond back? No, they didn't. But uh, again, like, I, so I worry about Alexi going to California. I mean, there's different rules out there right now. So she could, she could end up getting stuck there. Lauren, I think if she goes, we'll go back to Arizona. Arizona's a little bit looser. Uh, some of the girls are driving. Uh, Nicole drove to Dallas. Kenzie drove to Indianapolis, so they're a little bit, they don't have to worry about if the airlines get shut down. Um, and I'm just trying to think of who else. Uh, Riley's our other far one. She drove home. Nicklin? So, uh, and Nicklin did fly, yeah. Okay. So, what, what did the girls think of all of this? Have you chatted with them? And I know you said they were all kind of dazed, but. That's exactly, they're just, they're like, what the heck's going on here? They don't, they don't understand or get it, or it's just like, like they're like zombies. Are they happy, you think, to be home with their families and have some, I mean, they don't get a lot of downtime with their, with their families. So do you think they're pleased about that? Or do you think they'd rather be here training and playing? And I mean, they're, they have to miss a sold out spring match. They had yeah. to miss a Hawaii trip. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the bummer. And I could tell our, everybody was really down when we canceled Hawaii because we really look forward to that trip. Not only because it's going to Hawaii, but also because we get to play great competition and we get to play it at the beach, on a real beach. And you guys, not only are you playing great competition, but you're doing some team building exercises, right? Don't the coaches take like a couple girls each night out to eat and you guys try to get to know each other on a deeper level? Well, we've been, we were taking Brett Haskell, our, our uh, sports psych with us 
we had we've been preparing for three months or two and a half months on what we we're going to do in Hawaii. So yes, all with team building. So did that have to do with some journaling? Journaling questions, what we call a 360 peer review. So just really get, trying to get to know each other and on a more intimate level and, and just, again, continue to build the relationships on the team, which are so important. So we've been working on this for like a couple months. And so now we'll have to go to plan B. We either have to do it in the summer. We may do, everything's going to go to what's called Zoom. So you can do like FaceTime, face-to-face. So we may do some of it depending on how long we're going to be out. But our goal is to try to stay in touch with our players. I'm going to give them like a week or so just because I think, so to answer your question, Lauren, I think they're going to go home and it's going to be pretty cool. I feel safe. And then they're going to be going stir crazy after about a week. What are your plans? You're, I mean, you don't have to, you're not allowed to recruit. Yeah, we can't do anything. You can't travel. I mean, you're not running practices. I have my laptop loaded up with video. Oh, geez. So (laughs) I want to do video study and just take it day by day and uh, work out and do some stuff around the house. Spend quality time with me. Yeah, spend quality time with you and bake cookies. What what flavor of cookies are you going to start baking? Chocolate chip. Of course. Okay, so you mentioned last question that you had a head coaches meeting today. I'm assuming it was with Bill Moose and then were all the other head coaches there? Yeah, everybody was there or, or zoomed in. Did you talk to anyone? Actually, I had a nice conversation with Coach Frost. Okay, can you share any of that? Well, we just talked about other stuff. Okay, so uh, nothing related to what's going on. Yeah. Well, we talked uh, I've been in constant communication with football when all this started last Wednesday. I started calling football like what are you guys doing because Who in football? Uh well, I I, uh, I talked to Scott and Matt Davis. Okay. Because volleyball and football follow the same calendar. So we we pretty much are on the same calendar when we play, when we're off, when we lift, and then uh it's some we're, we're all here in the summer. So I was asking them, you know, what are you guys going to do? How are you going to handle this as we were working through this? And basically, they made a decision right away. They're going to, they want their guys to stay here, but they're, they're not, they're canceling practice, everything. And then, of course, the Big Ten and NCAA all followed through on that, but they decided before that. And their big worry is, you know, you get 200 guys in there in practice in, in Hawks, you know, and that can really spread. And the whole thing is, you know, to have small groups, 50 or less, 10 or less. And so uh, bottom line is, you know, they're hopeful. I think they're thinking the same thing we are. Hopefully we can get everybody back in April or May and make up practices. And I think that's what the hope is right now. In the meantime, the guys that left, they're going to have to figure it out. But I think we could see a lot of athletes rolling back in in a week or so because they're going to want to be here working out, especially football players. I'm not so concerned about our volleyball players because we don't, we're not trying to put on so much muscle and bulk and all that like some of those guys are. We're trying to train and be functional athletes. And uh, so I know we can make that up at some point. So I'm not as concerned about that part of it. But I could see them rolling back in here because, you know, like I said, they like working out. They want to keep what they've built and just want, don't want to just sit around for a month. So you and Coach Frost are going to be meeting for beers and to have a movie night, smoke a cigar, kick your feet up. I don't know. He he's he's got two kids that are sick, and you know he's in a different world now. He's got two young kids that are sick, so he said that. Uh, so anyway, he's uh, he can't recruit either. So it might be good to get together. We'll have to talk about that. But you know, everybody's afraid to do anything now. So well, maybe you, 
and Coach Hoiberg and Coach Frost. Yeah, I told Coach Hoiberg the other day that I was going to, I said, we need to get together for, for some chicken noodle soup. <laughs> Poor guy. He, uh, yeah, he, he looked like he was not feeling good at their last game. Yeah, he's a, he's a lot better. He was yeah. he was at the meeting today. Okay, so any other insight from that head coaches meeting, or that was that you just talked to Coach Frost and? No, I think I think what's happening is is nobody really knows, and so there's just going to be constant communication. Constant, they're doing conference calls every day. The ADs are with the Big Ten and the NCAA, and there's a lot of things to work out. They're getting feedback, and the NCAA is going to have to make rapid fire decisions, especially on these seniors. What's going to happen because. A lot of them have jobs lined up, internships lined up. You know, they're they were planning on graduating, so their leases are running out. I mean, you know, so they've got to make some rapid fire decisions on that, and then we got to monitor this. You know, when can everybody come back and try to get back to normal? Well, those that was a great update, and hopefully Husker Nation is now informed on not only what's going on in, in Husker volleyball program, but really with athletics in general. So thank you for sharing all of that and. Yeah. Here, here's my prediction, Lauren, is that when everything uh, does get back, that people are going to even appreciate Nebraska sports even more. Because when it's taken away, they're going to be craving it. And then I think the other thing is, like this is already starting to happen with me. I, I'm already missing like going and getting a coffee at the, at the mill or scooters or something, or you know meeting somebody at Whole Foods for lunch or going to yoga. Yeah, going to yoga class. I mean, all of a sudden those things are taken away. It's like, okay, this is really weird. So I just think everybody's gonna have a greater appreciation for what we're what we can do and for Husker sports. Those are small things that you take for granted every day. I know, and I, I just think this is gonna be a. I think people are gonna be really excited to see our teams again. Well, you and I were talking the other night. It's crazy how much sports influences our world. Yeah. I mean, it's take there. The NFL is taken away. The NBA, the NHL. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah, everything. I mean, every, what, yeah. What, there's there's nothing, nothing to watch on TV. Right. I mean, I, I think I'm gonna have to get a Netflix account. <laughs> you, <laughs> you you stream off of mine. <laughs> I know, but you need yeah. to get your own. Yeah, but I the you know the other thing that people we need to be thinking about though, and Bill Moose brought this up today is with this loss of revenue, what it's, what's it going to do to our athletic budget? So I've already started thinking of ways to save money and we may have to and we still don't have a big 10 schedule so we don't even know what the heck the big 10's doing i emailed them today like when are we getting our schedule and they don't even know if we're playing 18 games 20 games so they still haven't decided no and when does that schedule normally come out uh and normally we're getting it pretty close by now but they were supposed to have i mean that's a whole nother podcast the big 10 and scheduling but they were supposed to meet at the big 10 tournament with all the, the SWAs the yeah, and finalize all this. But of course, all that fell apart. So nothing got done. So no, you have no idea when we'll see the no schedule. Idea. But you have the preseason figured out, right? Preseason schedule? Yeah. But you know, if, if we have to start cutting travel to save money, I mean, we may have to start looking at that. And I think if we're doing that, I know a lot of other schools are going to be doing that as well. So we may have to like, revise our schedule, stay closer to home. Play more local teams. Yeah. Hopefully these other teams are going to be in the same boat. So they're going to be thinking, okay, we can't fly halfway across the country and play somebody because we're going to need, you know, we're going to, we need all that for the Big Ten. Well, like I said earlier, you're off the hook for confessions and lessons tonight. Even though everyone on Twitter 
says we have to keep them. I don't think everyone on Twitter says that. I promise you, go look at Twitter. People who listened to the last episode when we were questioning, you said you wanted to get rid of confessions and lessons. And we said, let us know on Twitter. Tell People them hit, actually responded. Tell them, hit me up on Twitter so I can see it. I will. They, they really, really want that. Well, also, if anyone has any questions for you during this time, since there's a lot of yeah. unknowns and a, a lot going on, and a couple of people have reached out to me on Twitter asking what's going on with the program. I mean, feel free to reach out to you, right? You, you will answer Absolutely. occasionally. I got a lot of time now to answer. Sometimes you, you uh, misspell. I think you try to type too fast yeah, and then you don't proofread your tweets. That. And then it's like trying to read gibberish. Yeah. I'm about working, what you just I'm working on it. I try to have people screen it before I send it. Yeah, and then uh, the other thing is that uh, we need to give a shout out to our social media group that did the treasure chest. People love that. Who are your two social media reps? What are their names? Well, Laura is our main okay. one, and she, it was her idea. She bought a treasure chest. That's one of the reasons we were waiting so long. She bought she, that treasure yeah, chest. Yeah, she ordered it, and it was taking a while to get here. That's one of the reasons we were waiting so long to announce it. Because we wanted, we had this whole plan of the treasure chest, and they they did a really cool job. I mean, I had all kinds of people texting me like, "That's really cool." It was cool. Yeah. So shout out to to Laura and the social media team for Nebraska volleyball. Well, let me really quick. Let me ask you this before we sign off: Will you do two spring matches next spring? Since you didn't get to do one this spring, or will you potentially have the spring match in Grand Island since you took that away from? From the good people of Grand Island this year? That's a good idea. Maybe we'll have to look at that next year. I like it. Is there a way that you could work out oh, yeah. two matches? Yeah, we could do two matches. The problem is we might overlap with the spring football game. So No one cares about football. <laughs> We're a volleyball state now. I hope Coach Frost isn't listening tonight. <laughs> All right. So our next episode will be next month in April, which is also your birthday month. Can you tell us how old you're turning? 29? 32? Times, times 40, a few. 40 something. <laughs> so we'll be doing another giveaway on social media. What That's are we exciting. Away? I can't tell. Okay. I can't tell you yet. It's going to be a surprise. But the last giveaway we did in my birthday month in February, so last month, uh, we gave away tickets and a signed oh, volleyball. Wow. Pretty cool. Yeah. So, anyways, another giveaway will be coming your way on social media. And I have a surprise up my sleeve. Another surprise on top of that. So, do you have any guesses? No. You never know what's coming with me. Nope. <laughs> All right. So I'll leave it there then. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next month. Go Big Red. Conversation with the Cooks is presented by Husker Sports, featuring Nebraska volleyball coach John Cook and former All-American Lauren Cook. Project manager is Michael Zorb. Edited by Josh Hilkeman. Sound designed by Brett Whitty. Voiceover by Mike Elliott. Cover art provided by Sam Noonan. To find other Husker Sports podcasts, subscribe to the Husker Sports Network wherever you listen to podcasts or listen and find out more at huskers.com slash podcasts.